What's up, you lovely lurkers? Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm your host, Willie. We're a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in 30 minutes. Or it's free! If you like the show, you can find more of us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Or join Scott in the high roller slot because apparently he always gets it right. You son of a bitch. No, you son of a bitch. You're the predictor here. No, 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 no. Hang on. Hang on. What have we been doing the past couple weeks? What have we been tracking? Recording remotely? Our weight? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Our weight, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm winning. You are somehow winning miraculously because here's what happened, people. This asshole this morning tweets me or texts me and says like, hey, uh, I just wanted to let you know that my weight went down this week. And, uh, you know, what, what's yours? Because we record it every time before we record the show, just for posterity. Uh, and I'm like, cool, what are you at? And he goes, I'm at 181 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically wrote 118 pounds. <laughs> or 108, yeah, 118 pounds. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, what did you do <laughs> to lose so much weight? You lost 100 pounds in a week. Do you you want to share your uh, miraculous weight loss tip with us? Yeah, I do. It's been something that I've been apprehensive to dive into for the last two years, or really since the beginning of this (laughs) this podcast. Uh, (laughs) If you can't hear it in my voice, I got it, Scott. I got COVID. You got the uh, you got the Omicron stamp on your passport now. Congratulations. How are you feeling? Well, I'm double vaxxed. And boosted. So I was set up for success. And I will tell you, I've had a unique experience Mm -hmm. every one of the days since I've been positive. (laughs) The first day. Has it been good? Has it been bad? I mean. No, they suck. Okay. (laughs) I will tell you, though, the last time I was significantly sick was in 2019, around February, before we all went into lockdown. I got the flu. That was way worse than I'm feeling right now. Okay, that's good. But the first night was a fever until about 3.30 in the morning. And anytime you get a fever, it just sucks, right? Nobody wants it. You just put up with it. So it finally broke around like almost four in the morning. And then I finally got some real sleep. Yesterday was all just like fatigue and aches and cramping. And I just couldn't do anything. I was exhausted. And today it has moved all to respiratory issues. So it's just going to run the gamut. So if I lose my taste and smell tomorrow i won't be surprised damn well you're still feeling okay well enough to record the podcast i much like i'm sure everybody else here wishes for a fast and quick recovery and yeah i'm just glad you got vaxxed so it wasn't much much worse i'm also very glad that you and i decided to do remote podcasting for the entire month of january (laughs) well scott here's the deal I'm going to find myself this week with plenty of time to just recover, just get better. And therefore, I'm going to turn some of my time to gaming. Oh, yeah. That's a natural reaction for a lot of people who just sit at home and uh, have Xboxes and PCs. Speaking of which, this week in the subreddit r slash gaming, there is a post which links to a Verge article that says Microsoft to acquire Activision for just less than $69 billion. <laughs> this was the the biggest news of the week for a lot of people. And so much so that it spread to my circle of friends who don't even game. Like, I first heard this news in the morning on my way to work from 
one of my buddies who sold all of his video game equipment. And if you take it, <laughs> if, uh, if you take all of this nerd stuff aside, this is one of the biggest financial acquisitions probably in history. For sure. There's probably plenty of smaller firms that get bought up in the background that we don't really hear about or doesn't make it into our ears. But in terms of modern business, this is definitely one of the largest. Let's put some things into perspective. So for me, by the way, I heard about this. My roommate texted me at nine in the morning and was like, hey, just an FYI, Microsoft bought Activision, which for you and I, Scott, is not insignificant, but... We have friends who have worked at Activision. They don't anymore for obvious reasons. You know, all of those like shitty company type things. All, all of anti-work reasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They weren't a part of the anti-work things, just to clarify. But I was actually able to inform our, our friend Ethan about this. And he just responded with, shut the fuck up. So <laughs> I think we get into our opinions here in a second. But for those of you who don't give a lick about video games at all, Here's the impact this has. Microsoft spending almost $70 billion on this company, Activision Blizzard, has purchased Overwatch, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, a ton of gaming brands like Candy Crush. And many more. <laughs> the list goes on, but this took Microsoft from being in a position where the Xbox was underperforming in terms of like the duopathy of video games, PlayStation, Xbox. And this Nintendo, right, for consoles. And then you get PC in there, which is still Microsoft, has this kind of like weird middle ground. But I think this may have just solidified them as the top video game company. I just want to take uh, an aside here to say that this was done in all cash. Microsoft reached into their war fund and said... We don't need to we don't need to leverage anything. We're not taking out any loans. I just have this fat stack here and I'm going to take half of it because I think it they took literally half of their war fund and spent it on this acquisition. <laughs> you have to think about in terms of how much money this is. I think it was uh Disney bought Star Wars, Lucasfilms, all of that for 4 billion dollars. Think about how much money is going to be generated over time. And it was a steal at $4 billion. I was listening to The Verge cast, The Verge's podcast, talking about this acquisition. Now, if any podcast is perfectly positioned to have an intelligent dialogue about this, it's them. So let me just summarize a few things that I think are meaningful. You nailed the first point, which is the entire Lucasfilm's business was worth $4 billion and it's generating billions of dollars because Disney now can be able to put out a new franchise within Star Wars mm -hmm. every single year, monthly if they wanted to. Video games don't account for nothing. It's $70 billion and they're getting that at a steal because of all the turbulence in the company. Now we've talked about it before too. The video game industry is bigger than the movie industry. It's Absolutely. bigger than the television industry. It's bigger than all of this entertainment uh, sporting industry. Bigger. That's why this not so insignificant amount of money is just shocking to a lot of people. But if you take a step back and think about it, since the video game industry has eclipsed all of these other entertainment venues, they probably got a really good deal on this considering how many billions it's going to generate going forward. 
Call of Duty is like the only game people wait for. Call of Duty Madden. It's like the hardcore number one selling game year over year. Call of Duty is quite literally my favorite game of all time. In the current state, I'm not happy with it, but it is my favorite game. You could say the same thing about World of Warcraft. These franchises have defined industries for generations, not even just a decade. So this is a really big deal. I want to know your opinion on this, though, because we've talked a lot about like just the industry itself. But how do you think it impacts you and I? Do you have any strong feelings one way or the other? I'm torn, honestly. I, As an Xbox user, as a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, I was really excited. I was thinking to myself, this is awesome. All of these games that I never would have bought. Sometimes been a, a piece of division between us because you and I stopped playing video games whenever the new Call of Duty came out because you would just go play with those friends who had that game and I was just sitting over there playing Destiny or whatever else I was on. Twiddling um, your dicks. So, that's right. So this is going to be something where I can just be like, all right, I don't have to drop 60, 70, 80, 90 dollars. I can just download it day one on Game Pass. And that's going to yeah. be great. On the other hand, does this kind of create a system where indie developers or third party developers can no longer compete with these megaopolies or oligopolies or whatever they're called? Does it make uh, a reactionary thing or event from Sony inevitable where they're now going to try and buy EA? They're now going to try and steal Square Onyx, you know? So are we going to have this division where I can only play the games that uh, are on Xbox? Or do I now have to buy a PlayStation to get these other things? That's a really great question. I think that's the fear that I have is that they're going to create games within their little ecosystems, which I, I think we should expect that to be the situation in the future. Unfortunately, that's the biggest downside here. The upside, yeah. though, is for franchises that I really enjoy, Call of Duty, Overwatch is one of the ones I really enjoy, too. Microsoft tends to put out content slowly and do it well. I don't think they're going to rush into content just for the sake of getting it out there. Look at Sea of Thieves. What a fantastic game from the beginning. Magnificent game, yeah. If you haven't played it, 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 it's amazing. It looks beautiful. It plays beautiful. They've only added things onto it all free. Mm -hmm. No DLC crap uh, until recently. Just a magnificent example of what could happen to all of these game studios now that they're under the Microsoft umbrella. We are going to see games with quality over quantity that now have a giant war chest to keep them afloat so that they can make sure they're coming out in a timeline that makes sense without being forced to try and subdue their stockholders. Because unfortunately, that's how Activision has always worked. We're going to put out garbage to make us more money. Well, I don't know what the competition's reaction has been to this. I'm sure they weren't really too pleased about this kind of acquisition just because of all the waves it's made you think sony and nintendo might have just wanted to block microsoft altogether and speaking of blocking this week in r slash blog we're going an deep we're going straight to reddit okay back to reddit right there's an announcement saying blocking updates are coming hello people and bots of reddit i come with very important and exciting announcement from the safety team as a continuation of our blocking improvements we are rolling out a revamped blocking experience starting today. You will begin to see these changes soon. What does that mean? Well, in the past, if a user was to block somebody else, they would no longer see their content. 
with today's updates. Oh, no. When you block a user now on Reddit, you will not see their stuff, and they will no longer be able to see your content as well. Ooh, that's interesting. That's right. So if we somehow found out each other's usernames, Willie, which we still don't know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We could just block each other and you know you wouldn't be able to see my upvotes my downvotes my posts comments anything is this a good thing or a bad thing okay we talked about this a few episodes ago the idea that when you put something out into the world it's there it's forever and that you should stand behind it what our dialogue didn't address is the creepiness that comes with the internet the stalkers the people that will dive too far to find out things that they just don't have a place in because privacy is important. I think it meets in a good middle ground of, hey, you put something out into the world, but if there's that one person and they're just going way too far, nah, screw that person. Not only can I block them from my feed so I don't have to see them, but they no longer have the ability to see my stuff. And Reddit hasn't had that ability where many other social media platforms have. Yeah. And Commenters have been kind of split, not surprisingly, but people are saying like, if you're trying to debate somebody on here, that could just totally ruin everything. If you're somebody who likes to go and find a user's post history to see if they're spamming their own content or, you know, if they've kind of like what we talked about before, if they've said weird things in the past and trying to flip flop back and forth, the accountability could go out the window. And do you think that that's a bad thing that that accountability... I'm pretty sure this is for people who are abused or are abusing others. You just want to make sure that if somebody's trying to dox you, if somebody's trying to just make your life miserable because they're a troll that lives under a bridge and has nothing better to do with their life, this is where you can just literally block and move on. I think what Reddit's doing in this situation is they're taking a lot of that responsibility and they're putting it on the shoulders of the user. But peek behind the curtains a little bit. They're not taking the responsibility on themselves. There is a negative here that they're saying, hey, we don't want to have any sort of moderation outside of just the mods, which are just users within a community. We're not going to do that. You can. As we know, Reddit's kind of a user controlled site up to Mm -hmm. a point. They can always step in and be overlord daddies if they want to. But that's what the moderators are for. And it looks like This is just another way to kind of give more power to the players, if you will, and allow them to have meaningful discussions in peace without negativity. I think this also means that it's a good prep step for if they do go public, because now it allows bigger brands to be able to silence individuals that are the naysayers or are the negative ones. It gives people that like individual god button which could be seen the other way it could be saying like oh look uh you know somebody who has a history of human rights abuses is now on here and i want to just go and say like i don't agree with your position at all and suddenly that user is blocked and cannot voice their opinion Mm, silent dissenters yeah but I, i don't think it's allowing you to be silenced from posting on a subreddit i think that's up to the mods it does have the ability for an individual to say nope you're not going to be there yeah, so, so we'll see how it plays out as uh, as it rolls out a little bit more here in the near future. Speaking of infighting between two individuals, let's talk a little bit about marriage, Scott. <laughs> I already told you, Willie, I got engaged to somebody else. I don't... It's not true until it happens. <laughs> 
But this week in the subreddit Murdered by Words, there's a post on marriage and compromise. I'm going to try and filter part of this because it's a lot of text and it's all over the place. Let me give you the summary. It's a post from the New York Times that says, quote, Marriage requires amnesia, a mute button, a filter on the lens, a damper, some blinders, some bumpers, earplugs, and a nap writes Heather Havarliski for the New York Times style. I thought she was trying to say like marriage requires you to be a photographer or something. <laughs> like that was a lot of gear. Somebody replied to this on a very specific quote in here. And this person writes, love it when what could have been a Reddit, am I the asshole? Gets published <laughs> as an op-ed in the paper for of record. <laughs> Here's a couple more quotes here, and then I'll get into the final murdered by words part. In her article, she writes, do I hate my husband? Oh, for sure. Yes, definitely. I don't know anyone who's been married for more than seven years who flinches at this concept. A spouse is a blessing and a curse wrapped into one. How could it be otherwise? How is hatred not the natural outcome of sleeping so close to another human for years? She also Damn. writes, this is why <laughs> surviving a marriage requires turning down the volume on your spouse so you can barely hear what they're saying. Ooh, I bet <sighs> if we could just flip the camera around, there's probably like the audience is doing a lot of side eyes, <laughs> you know, looking back and forth. Does anybody else think of the way, the way I am right now? This person who responded has the best voice of the audience and says lady i think this might have something to do with why you're having problems it's like her problems with him mostly seem like a petty list of random annoyances that have no fucking business being an article or even an op-ed this should be a text message to your husband it should be a conversation instead of a new york times op-ed his snoring is keeping her awake why doesn't she just say that Instead of writing an article in the New York Times, just talk. Just use your big person adult words or maybe get a divorce. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like instead of going into therapy, she's crowdsourcing <laughs> relationship <laughs> advice. <laughs> One of the top comments, Scott, says... God damn, imagine you're this dude, and rather than getting counseling or something, or even just leaving, you know, like a sane person, your soon-to-be ex-wife writes a whole-ass article in the fucking New York Times about <laughs> her seething hatred for you. This must be awkward as hell. I've heard of airing out your dirty laundry, but I don't think I've never seen it on this scale. <laughs> <laughs> so, you made a decision. We don't have to go too deep into your life here, but you made a decision to say that you've been with your partner and it's time for you to get married. Do those things, do those words have any resonance to you at all? There's idiosyncrasies with every relationship. I was raised Catholic, so I was initially set in one mind frame where you find a partner, you get married, you have kids, you love God, and do that by showing him a beautiful family, you know, growing, prospering, blah, 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 blah. And then as I have learned about other mm -hmm. religions and learned about the... American divorce rate of 50% or higher and learned about everything else uh, until this point in time when I got into this relationship. There's no easy button. There's no one right way. There's good tips and tricks. There's best practices. But it, it all starts with a strong line of communication. Mm -hmm. And if you're having the discussions like two adults 
should be and and that should word is very heavy i realize that it comes with a little bit of weight what that means is you're your best self going into this relationship you've taken the time to figure out this is what i enjoy this is what i don't enjoy this is how i communicate this is my love language you're a person that i enjoy spending time with you're a person that i enjoy sharing these things with you're a person that i enjoy the things that you've shared with me an agreement can be reached that yeah maybe we should see each other more than once Maybe we should move in with each other. Maybe we should get married and go through this traditional ceremony, whether it's religious or for tax purposes. And it's a growing and evolving thing. Recently, I started dating somebody recently, months ago, and she's a relationship therapist. So I read this and it screams red flags from things <laughs> not not in the relationship that I'm in at all. No, like all of the things that can get in your way in prior relationships in your past that people are more, I think, nowadays committed to the idea of being in a relationship. I think that's unfortunately what a lot of reality television has done. Netflix is too hot to handle. The Bachelor, The Bachelorette have all sensationalized relationships and have put people that have shitty, shitty life values on a pedestal and said, that's what matters to me. Instead of true dialogue where you're not only committed to somebody who you enjoy spending time with, but you're also committed to the idea that it's okay to say there's compromise. That mm -hmm. like, what's the adult decision in a relationship where somebody doesn't sleep well next to you? Find a situation that does work. Sleep is so important. It's okay to just be like, hey, we're going to have separate bedrooms for sleep. Do you know how many marriages have been saved because of that? That's my opinion on it. Every single U.S. president has slept in a different room than the first lady. It's just it's how it has existed since since the presidency. I think maybe one slept with his wife. But yeah. And it was Obama just because he's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> just kidding. Bye, everyone. <laughs> 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 yeah, get a separate bedroom, get a king-size bed. I know plenty of people who like can't sleep, can't get the rest that they need to survive as a human uh, unless they're cocooned in their own little space. And if anybody else touches them, it's like rage because this is a survival instinct that's just kicking in and saying like, I need you to be away from me if you want me to be around longer than like a year from now. <laughs> I will say that there was one really important decision I made before I started dating again. And I haven't said it out loud on this podcast. I haven't said it to you before, but I think it goes without saying that I don't think you can be in a solid relationship or get into a solid relationship if the goal is that the person you're going to be dating is there to make you a better person, is there to fill a void mm. of something you're missing. I made a choice that I was going to first love myself before I could go do that with another person. Who gave you that advice? I don't, the internet? Scott yeah. did. Scott did. did. Was it Scott? I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard time. I am the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, right? Like if you, if you can't find a way to enjoy the time that you spend alone with yourself, if you're just sad and depressed there, you probably shouldn't put that weight onto another human being. You're not bringing a lot to the other person. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, 
just in case it still doesn't work out for her. This week in r slash shower thoughts, the post is titled, There's enough sperm sitting in donation centers to impregnate every adult woman on earth. If men disappeared <laughs> tomorrow, the human race would continue. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this article. The The top comment is, is this a threat? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, so there was a show called Why the Last Man that lasted for all of 24 hours, I'm pretty sure, after its inception. It's also a graphic novel. It's great. But it's literally about, I think, all of the men suddenly die except for one dude. So I remember if, this show. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. If all guys just suddenly disappeared tomorrow, it sounds like women would be okay. But remember when people started panicking and toilet paper started disappearing? <laughs> Can you imagine the run on sperm bakes? <laughs> oh, gross. Can you just imagine? <laughs> the... I think the challenge is do those sperm bakes come with images of the individual or does it come with like, I'm, I've never donated sperm, oh. Scott. So, so what comes with? Oh, the... you have. You get... It's just not professionally. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, yes, I have donated things to be disposed of. <laughs> the sewers are littered with. <laughs> Don't be gross, Willie. Gosh. But to, to respond to your uh, to your question, mm -hmm. this from what I've learned, people are addicted to many different things and will do just about anything to get what they want. I think based on what I've seen in the whatnot app where people will bid on sports cards pokemon cards merchandise whatever and they'll pay a little bit or a lot to get what they want that if it came down to this they wouldn't have to show pictures of the guys they would just have to say like this is a dude from new york we'll start the bidding at fifty dollars for this one injection do i hear 55 do i hear 65 blah, blah, blah. and then you know the whole auctioneer thing that's what it would be like oh for sure uh, just for semen <laughs> and then you you got to imagine some of this is going to get traded on some sort of like oh yeah there'll be an ebay for sperm all social media just suddenly goes crazy for uh you know uh, as you like to have said in the past. You're, I mean, there's going to be <laughs> NFTs related to this where people are just going to sell f digital photos of a good of a good one that made it in uh, Kim Kardashian. Access. <laughs> I think a world <laughs> with this is my hot take, Scott. I think a world without us men might turn out for the better. <laughs> The, the vast majority, if not arguably all of the problems that have existed in our current iteration of society is caused by men. I mean, think about all of the New York Times op-eds that wouldn't be written. <laughs> I think with that, Scott, it is time to turn our attention to this week's upvotes and downvotes. I have never been more excited to do these upvotes and downvotes in the short time that we've had them now because they're not things we should be talking about here on the show, but they're things that should be talked about. I want to start with a fun one because, boy, when something like this happens, it just makes you giggle. There was a video this week, and damn, that's interesting, that was titled, BBC reporter Quentin Somerville accidentally gets high from a pile of burning heroin and fails to report any further. <laughs> Okay, so uh, real quickly, 
<laughs> You're just going to have to use your imagination on this one. But can you put the audio in just... Yeah, yep. I'm going to get it in okay. there. So hopefully you can understand why this is so funny. Behind me is eight and a half tons of heroin, opium, hashish, and other narcotics. <laughs> Burning behind me. <laughs> quick, quick. Well, we just need one more. It just goes to show you that not all producers are geniuses when it comes to making up these stories or thinking about how it's going to actually play out. <laughs> In this case, I think the producer was a genius. And for those of you who are confused by the audio, this man is standing what looks like from the camera angle. 20 feet away from a giant burning pile of heroin and him and his entire crew are high as kites because <laughs> of all the fumes coming off of this and the dude is just giggling and it's so funny to me for anyone who's tried to do anything serious while tripping balls you can only imagine <laughs> what trying to get a scripted piece that's you've memorized probably 30 seconds prior to the camera rolling <laughs> out oh man this poor dude. I actually feel kind of bad for him because I don't know, like, if you shoot heroin, you're instantly addicted. But I don't know what's going to happen to him going forward from this contact high. He died. <laughs> and they just threw his body in the, in the, <laughs> the fire. <laughs> oh, that was dark. Speaking of dark, this week in white people Twitter, uh, my downvote is titled sad that this is even needed because billionaire mark cuban has launched an online pharmacy that offers more than a hundred generic drugs at affordable prices for example a leukemia drug on his site is 47 dollars a month compared to the 9600 dollar retail price 9600 oh my $9, god six hundred a month for life-saving drugs. I'm understanding how this is your downvote because it shines a spotlight on the shitty reality of the U.S. healthcare system. The fact mm -hmm. that we have a billionaire out there who's willing to invest hordes of money to create a site is also uplifting news as well. It's creating it's a great. place for people to get generics, but the lawsuits. Forget about the fact that he's doing this. That's great. That's awesome. He is the only one that has the capacity to do this right now. The U.S., Congress, Senate, whatever we call our government these days, besides garbage fire, <laughs> is is failing every single day to pass legislation that would do this for all Americans. I know people who have to buy life-saving medicine like this, and each pill costs $2,000. Blah. Blah. Can you imagine that? There's a pill that you need to take four times a month. It costs $2,000 a pill, and you're paying until you hit your deductible because we have a shitty system that doesn't allow for things. Because we have a shitty system that says, hey, insurance companies, you're in charge of America's health. Not the doctors, not the hospitals, a business. You know, speaking of shitty, shitty people in power thinking that they can be entitled to whatever the hell they want, this week, my downvote is from Facepalm, and it has made its way across the internet. And I think you know what it is, but I didn't think I wanted to invest an entire segment of the show on it. But there's a grown-ass man assaulting a teenage girl over a goddamn smoothie. Yeah, I was very tempted to make this a uh, uh, hot ticket or leave it. There's two sides of the story. <laughs> But uh, I think we could both agree that the, the, the reaction is completely wrong. 
and awful, and he should be punished in every single way that he has been, including today. I'm not going to name him one because I don't want to go through the effort to figure it out, but there's this now previous Merrill Lynch employee who went to some local smoothie shop in Massachusetts, bought a smoothie, apparently it had peanut butter in it, and his son or child is allergic to it, gives it to him. That kid needs to be rushed to the emergency room in an ambulance, so he comes back to this smoothie shop that's clearly run by a bunch of high schoolers, teenagers. Teenagers, yeah. And proceeds to do racist rants, threatening things, tries to break into their back office, all because he doesn't know how to compose himself. And in a way, it's okay to be justifiably angry if something is served to that your child. Threatens the Yeah, that threatens the life of your child. But the way in which you go about doing that, that shows a shitty quality of a human. So this person is uh, a piece of shit. Well, my upvote's probably going to cause a bunch of people to start throwing things too, but hopefully in a good way. This week in politics, the move to ban stock trades in Congress is gaining steam with a rare bipartisan unity. So we, I think we briefly mentioned it on a previous episode, but there is now people from both sides of the aisle who are saying, yeah, not only should people who are in Congress not be able to trade stocks while in office, but people in their family should also not be able to trade stocks. So this could potentially gain steam and we'll see if the powers that be slap it down. But it's it's good to see a little bit of positivity that reaching across the aisle is still possible and potentially would change, I think, people's trust in government to lean back towards, hey, they actually do know what they're doing some days and don't just have their heads up their asses 24-7. Yeah, maybe now it'll feel a little bit more like 24-6. You can take a day off <laughs> of looking, looking like a jackass. <laughs> I, think this is a, I think this is a good thing, genuinely. I think it's, it's a good start. It doesn't address... All of the big issues, but if you can come up with a bipartisan agreement that we think we shouldn't trade stocks and have big business in our back pockets or be making choices based on your own bankroll, this is good. My hope is that this is the catalyst that makes 2022 become more positive. Not as positive as you are right now, but more positive <laughs> than uh, it has been the past two years <laughs> And uh, we just see everything kind of getting better from now. Pay no mind to the stock market crashing. Pay no mind to crypto markets crashing. This right here is going to be what we need maybe for 2023. Thanks for that, Scott. And thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Find more of us on our socials. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's imaginary gatekeeping. Wow. Animals being lovable. Or religious fruitcake. There's a sub for that. <laughs>